life's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines when I'm married or when I have a job or I have different things going on. But sticking with it, there's a joy in it. Like if I have kids, like diaper cleaning isn't like the best (laughs) job you can think of of having kids. Having kids is worth it or providing for a family is worth it. Making money is not just to make money, to go out, to buy something new, to be something fancy. It's also to support people that you love. But for right now, we're going to do the Down to Talk radio podcast with me and my boy Carson right here. What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be back. I was on here on air with Logan a couple of weeks ago, and I'm thankful to be back with y'all. Yeah, it's been a great time. We had a lot of people ask questions last time going around. We got a little less questions this time, but it should still be a really good time for sure. I'm excited. <clears throat> uh, well, if you guys don't know, in the community, Mr. Detalk Rosarfson came to Southern Utah and gave a little little speech talk. Yeah, um, that was great. Like a week and a half ago or so that Sunday when it first snowed really hard. We're not going to like go over like the whole talk or anything, but he had this this, this little phrase he kept saying over and over again called muscular Christians. He was, he was referring to a story, but it was really fun because he kept saying it kind of like enduring to what you believe in. Um, so that's what we're kind of going to like branch off today, kind of like your morals and sticking with them, not really being ashamed of them and kind of knowing who you are and not really bending or turning no matter kind of like the situation. You got morals to stick to, you know? Because I'm, you know, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. What about you, Mr. Carson? I am as well. Oh, wow. I am as well, yeah. Yeah, I was at, I actually was lucky enough to attend the said devotional speech by D. Todd Christofferson. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening, and I actually, I loved it. It was a great opportunity. It's like you were sitting two seats away from me. Yeah, man, I almost wow. forgot about that. That was great. Yeah, you saved me a seat because I was like almost late. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I got you. Anytime. Anytime you need a seat, I got you. Oh, uh, yeah. I, that was like my first time ever knowing one that, came, one that came to campus for sure he came i know he came last year um but besides that yeah he came last year and this year and that's all i've ever heard about i think that's probably been it for the last couple of years at least so what were your some of your thoughts on the, the muscular christian um i'm gonna use another story that i heard a couple of weeks ago that ties into it so i, th- I think the the muscular christian thing is, is super cool and last time i was on we were talking about the gym and, you know, so, so I think you and I both appreciate the muscular Christian analogy <laughs> and, and really like the whole idea of just sticking to your beliefs and not lowering your standards. And a couple of weeks ago, um, we had a different little speech Ted talk type thing oh, by, wow. by this lady, um, by the name of Noel Picus Pace. Did oh. you, did you hear about that at all? Um, the, I know the Ted talk that was going on, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a Ted talk. It was just, just kind of like a devotional sort of thing. Oh yeah. But, so Noelle Pike is pace. She's an, uh, she's an Olympic silver medalist in the, oh, what's it called? The skeleton, like the one man bobsled sort of oh, thing. I don't know what those it's, called. it's called the skeleton. Oh dang. Um, she was the silver medalist. Um, I thought they only do that around Halloween. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good one. Good one. Um, and she talked about in high jump because she did all the all the track and field sports but um she talked about how in high jump as you're competing the little bars on the side of the high jump are called the standard and that like that little platform that holds the high jump bar is called the standard on each side and as you when you raise the standard it never goes back down and that's how obviously that's how you eliminate people and get to the final winner of whoever gets to the highest standard and that wasn't her point but her point was Whatever your standard is, you never lower it. 
And so you, you never go back down wherever you set your standard. That's where it stays. And that's what went through my head when um, D. Todd Christofferson was talking about muscular Christians being the type of person that wherever your morals are, whatever they happen to be, even if, even if we believe in different things and there's so many different religions and faiths and, um, and people with different morals, but whatever your morals are, I think it's so important to be strong and stick to your guns and don't lower that bar for anybody or anything and don't comp- just don't compromise their standards. And I think it takes a lot of work because peer pressure is is real, you know, and everybody wants to fit in and you don't oh, want to yeah. be, you don't want to be the weirdo that, that leaves the movie or the weirdo that, you know, for whatever reason, just won't compromise your standards. But, um, I, I think it's important. So I loved what Elder Christofferson was saying. Yeah. That was like super fire. Maybe think I like, I like what you're saying about like not ever lowering your standards. Cause in high school I did pole vault. See, so it's the same, <laughs> it's the same bar, but like way elevated high. I only did it for like one year. My dad was like, so good and like back when he was in high school so he kind of wanted me to do it to see if i could pass on those genes but i wasn't as good as him but definitely i could feel because when you raise the bar you kind of have to like push yourself in like every way get up there and like pass it without touching it so it doesn't fall when you bring it down you don't have to you don't have to like work on it as much so i feel like when you're doing something hard or having high standards um i won't say as easy but it's definitely rewarding Definitely, you can feel like the outcome and knowing that's like worth it for sure. I kind of like reflect on like how like the, because I feel like the world, social media, like always perceives it a little differently. Like, especially like, you know, like the man, Mr. Andrew Tate, yep. is kind of controversial right now. I love though, like he got like kicked off his platform, but he's like came back and like was kind of like a different message that he has, has now because he's been on like the news, he's had like interviews with like popular politicians and things like that. So it's kind of cool to see how like the world, I'm not saying everything he says is correct, but definitely the, the principles that he say for the most part, I f- believe are true, but not everything that he says like word to word is like, I feel like is perfect, but definitely more right than wrong. I, uh, I had a conversation, believe it or not, yesterday about, yesterday. about Andrew Tate with a couple friends of mine and, and they were girls and they, and they brought up Andrew Tate and they're like, what do you think about him and all that stuff? And I said, well, as much as, you know, I think some of the stuff he has to say, I do agree with some, I don't agree with, um, what I will give him credit for all the time is he, you could say he's a muscular, (laughs) whatever he believes in, like he sticks to his guns. He will, he doesn't lower his standard. He, he knows his beliefs. He knows what his morals are. He knows what he wants in life. And he, you can definitely tell, even if you just watch some, some of his clips, he's not going to back down from anybody. He's not going to compromise for anybody. And so whether you, whether you believe in what he teaches and says or not, um, I think he can at least be given credit for like just being firm and saying true to what he believes in. And I think that's something we all could use more. And, and also I, I think with that, you have to mention that just because you stick to what you believe in and aren't going to compromise your morals or your standards, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to dis- like argue or have contention with everybody. Cause if you or I have different viewpoints or somebody argues with Andrew Tate, as we see so frequently, I don't think it always needs to be arguments, but we can respectfully, we can recognize respectfully that there's differences 
and say, hey, I respect you for being true to what you believe in. <clears throat> I hope you respect me for staying true to what I believe in and just acknowledge the differences and appreciate that we each are muscular, whatever it may be, you know. <laughs> it made me think of, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's this like story about these like five blind men. They go up to an elephant. Never they, heard of this. Okay, let me tell you that. So there's a story of these five blind men and they go up to an elephant so they can't see anything. But each blind man goes to a different part of the elephant. And their testimonial is they're like, oh, like one person goes to the trunk of the elephant. And it's like, man, this creature is like as a snake with like very long and like thick and has a, has a mouth. And like another person's at like the tail. And it's like, no, the elephant is like this. The elephant, or the, this creature is really thin and wavy, like a little, like, a, like almost like a tail would be, like a little... <coughs> Like a rat's tail, like oh, or the other person goes to like the leg, but like no, this is like, like a trunk of a tree, thick, barely moves. So I feel like in life sometimes we can all have different perspectives, but I feel like it's kind of more rare to find somebody who's seen who isn't blind who's seen the whole elephant, because one blind person to another, what they what they're feeling and what they're experiencing is one hundred percent true to them. But it's, it's a lot of times our perspective that can really change overall if we can have our eyes open or just like see it from a different point of view. Then maybe what we saw isn't wrong, but definitely can be enhanced with like other people who can see more than we can. I, I love that. Um, how do you think is if we're all a little bit blind and biased to our experiences, how do you think we can open our eyes and see the whole elephant, not just what? the part we can feel. I feel like it's like surrounding with yourself with people who you admire or people you feel like are better than you to some form, not saying like you're comparing yourself, but maybe like, Oh, this is a, this is a person who I want to be like, or this is a person with great morals or having people around that you can be like, yeah, I want to be like this person. I want attributes that they have. Not per se like shaming yourself, not being like them, be like, hey, I just want to be, I want to be like Carson, or like I want to be, <laughs> I want to be around people that like I enjoy because mm-hmm. they'll like help me at the end of the day. That's true. I I think a, another part of it is you got to be around people that you trust. So, like you said, I, um, I wouldn't say better than you, but I'd say more experienced or who have skills that you don't, um, that you don't necessarily have. Just people that you can trust too. Uh, that you think can see a bigger picture and kind of like, kind of like parents, I think are a big part of that for me is, is I, I recognize that I don't see the the whole elephant right now. And so I often turn to my parents or parent figures um, because I trust that they can kind of see the bigger picture. Yeah. I feel like for sure. Cause they've seen like more in life. They've seen more of the elephant. They may not have seen like everything in life, but they know what they seen can help. So I definitely would say that's like a really, that's a really good point you had. Okay, going on. I have this quote that I want to like, I want to say to you and, and ask your opinion on. All right, hit me with it. I was listening to, I was at the gym before this. Nice. I was like, sometimes I listen to like <clears throat> bodybuilder motivational sure. videos, like yep. why I lift out. It's like push through the pain yep. type of like yep. stuff. Love it. Love it. But I was listening to one because it like kind of like filtered through as I was going. And this one had this quote. It was less like bodybuilder ish, but more just like life motivating. And this is a quote. It's, it is your attitude towards life, which will determine life's attitude 
towards you? My first thought, first well, thought. first off, it's it's cool. You know, sounds cool. I like it. I like a good quote. Um, I'm in a psychology class and sociology stuff, um, a little test review class. And last week we went over a couple um, principles or whatever, you know, a couple like topics you could call them. And I can't remember the names of them, but it was, it was two different types of people. One of them was this, it was a person who, when something goes wrong, like, let's say you, you don't do well on a test. Uh, the one person says, oh, the test wasn't fair. It was too difficult. Um, I, for whatever reason, just you, you blame outside factors. And then the second type of person is oh, I didn't study hard enough. Like that was on me. You take ownership and responsibility. So that's where my mind goes to right off the bat. And so life, the attitude you have towards life yeah. determines life's attitude towards you. <clears throat> I like it. I think I think you kind of get what you put in. You You get out what you put in. And if you're going through life and you're looking for chances to to help people and if you're looking for things to make you happy and if you're looking at the the glasses half full sort of mentality yeah, optimistic yeah if you're optimistic and if you're a positive person then i think you're going to get positive things and good vibes back what goes around comes around and all the karma and all, all those good things that people say i i do believe in that but on the other hand if if you just are a debbie downer and yeah. you just are you just you know want to see the negative and everything then you're gonna get to see the negative and everything yeah, and that's everything, that's, like, everything exactly, can be negative exactly so i i think I know there's more to it than just a choice, but I think just your attitude and choosing what you want in life is a huge part of it. But but what do you think about it? Why yeah, did, I like, like I, I I listened to it like t- three times before like writing the quote down. I was like, man, this is so cool. Like you can like life. Oh, here's another quote, but I have this one memorized. Like life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. Dang, it's for you, so you can make it what. Well, you can't be. Yeah, things are going to happen, wow. but you can make life as good as you want it. You can smile when it's cold outside like it is right now. You can go to the gym to have a productive day. You can you can do things to make life not as hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's not going to be the most difficult thing you've ever experienced just by smiling or just by like doing little things. So I feel like you can anyone could you you listening right now, Mr. Listener. You can become anything you want. You just have to desire it, you know? I love that. I mean, that's all about the, oh, what's the word for it? Manifestation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Now I was trying to think for my life. Oh, off air, I was, t- I was telling you one thing, and I was going to tell, I'm going to bring it up now. Let's hear it. In my life right now, there's like six main things that are like, that I like do in my life. So if I have any kind of free time, like I'm doing one of these six things. And I feel like they, they're all important, but they're not all like the same time management. Let me example, like I got four hours of school today and like school is very important to me, but like, so is the gym. I only go to the gym for like an hour and a half too. Doesn't mean it's not as important, but it's a different type of priority. So I feel like the six things that I, in my life that I, that I really care about that if I have free time, I'm going to do it because the things I like. Like, it's like being a member of the church, like, you know, like believe in Jesus and stuff like that. That's like super like fundamental to me. And it's probably like my health and my fitness that, or then it's my schoolwork. So those are like three. Then I've been doing some stand up 
comedy on the side. So I think that's super fun to do, making jokes, making people laugh. So like in some form, I always like to do that. Like like today, like I don't have anything going on, but I like like to make people laugh that I know, like in classrooms and things like that. Or then I also love to like cook, like the cooking and that, that, that type of thing is something I really enjoy to kind of like make other people's day also better because you know, I feel like I really like to cook as well. Then yeah, then I'm starting like a YouTube channel next week. So there's a lot of things that I'm really enjoying to do. Yeah, you could say my life is really busy, but I've like enjoy it all. Yeah, after school today, I'm doing some homework, the meeting with all my teachers, then might have a date or something. But if like if I don't, like it doesn't work out, then I'm gonna do all these other things. Like I always have something to do mm-hmm. that I want to do, you know. So how do you prioritize your time? Since you, you have so much going on, you're starting so many different um, activities and projects. How do you, do you do you have a daily schedule that you make, or do you just kind of think about it in your head? How do you how do you prioritize that? Uh, so I was I took a summer semester, and one of the classes I took was like, um, it was like being successful in college <laughs> was like the semester what it was about, and part of it like we set our own goals and we held ourselves accountable. Love that. So it wasn't like the teacher being like, "Hey, did you do this or this?" Like, yeah, we had assignments to do for the class part of the assignments was like um like setting a goal for yourself so one of the goals i set myself was daily planning nice or or sometimes i'd switch it up or do like like a type of a weekly planning or like oh i got school these days i want to go to the gym because i feel good when i go to the gym my day is better if i go to the gym so then i find time to put it in and during the summer like since it's a half like session class like seven week courses it's like packed I was like so busy, but I felt like I had so much time, kind of compared like n- compared to what I have now, because I was like, so busy. But I wanted to still go to the gym. I wanted to still eat well. I wanted to still do things. So even though I would could you could call me stressed and busy, I was still like enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So to now I kind of have a little more free time, but I just have to structure it in since it's less like put on me. I I know you've got a a couple more things you want to talk about, but I've got one more question yeah, on that bro, same note. That's okay. Um, where do you, how do you think in ten or even twenty years your priorities will be different? What do you, like what do you hope your priorities will be different compared to what they are right now? Um, I'm trying to feel like the things that I do now will like help secure my priorities in the future. Like ten, twenty years, I hope to have kids, <laughs> to be married. To that have like an adult, like I'll be old, I'm 24 now, so 10, uh, so 34, 44. Yep. I hope to have kids and say any of these things that I'm talking about. I'm talking about school, talking about like doing some comedy on the side, maybe like YouTube, any of these like pop off. Like I'm, I like all of them. Like I, so it's not per se like one, but like I really want to be a dietitian. That's like my dream. Mm -hmm. It's not, but I just like a lot of things. So I feel like for a long time in my life, like I'm like, oh, like, I feel like I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Okay, I like, like nutrition. And for a while, I was like, oh, maybe I want to be an accountant or like a different things like that. But I'm finding now, when I, ha- when I have a lot of things, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this. I usually don't. Because I have like, oh, like I can't pick a which thing I want to do when I grow up. It's like, just do it. Just pick one and try it out. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday. We had this great two-hour talk. And I was like, yeah, like sometimes I think to myself like, oh, I would never be a good comedian. But then I rethink to myself, like, hey, I haven't tried to be a good comedian yet. I've done four stand-up shows within the last, like, year or something. That's sweet. So total, like, 20 minutes. Like, nothing really even crazy. But, like, why why do I say I can't do something without trying it? 
Yeah. Or who says I can't be a good YouTuber without trying to be a good YouTuber? Like who says I can't be like a dietitian or whatever like that without trying to be a dietitian first? I love that. I love that. Like, like don't give up before you try it. You know, That's really cool, man. I, I think more people, I, I wish everybody had that sort of mentality. Just the strong, perseverant personality. That's sweet, man. Also, man, I love I love watching those like motivational like TikTok videos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I heard this thing. It was like, if you can do something a hundred times, then do it before you quit. I was thinking like last time we had the the Down to Talk Radio podcast. We were talking about like the gym, and I was thinking the gym. It's not every time you go to the gym where you feel the most energized. You're not tired at all. Your your shirt's not wrinkled at all. I feel like there's always times like today when it's cold, it's uncomfortable. We both went this morning. There's things that like aren't always enjoyable. So if you give it, if you give up on something by doing it once, you won't know the joy of it if you keep doing it. Or especially like your question earlier, like how is my life going to be different in like 10, 20 years? Life's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines when I'm married or when I have a job or when I have different things going on. But sticking with it, there's a joy in it. Like if I have kids, like diaper cleaning isn't like the best <laughs> job you can think of of having kids. Having kids is worth it or providing for a family is worth it. Making money is not just to make money, to go out, to buy something new, to be something fancy. It's also to support people that you love. Kind of just like Christmas. I think kind of being like a dad or a mom is kind of like Christmas. Like like you buying them a gift and you can't wait for their reaction to know they'll love it. I think parenting is kind of like that. Like you can't, like everything you do is for your kid, your job, the way you raise them, your own attitude affects your kid in like every way i totally agree totally agree totally agree huh um what did you want to be when you were a kid oh when i was when i was a kid no i was never an astronaut type of guy i uh i wanted to be a pitcher in the in pro baseball in the mlb really yeah right now it's the world series i I love baseball and uh go phillies shout out phillies phillies Um, yep the red sox uh no, my mom's a Red Sox fan, so oh, oh. so for her sake, I'll uh, oh. I'll support the Red Sox. Oh, okay, but uh, yeah, I always wanted to be in the MLB. Baseball was my favorite thing, but I I always knew that wasn't really actually something I was gonna try and make happen. But it was just kind of like a dream, you know. Like, like were you big into baseball when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, or? I played. I played a travel ball. I was on a competitive team, and we traveled all around. I mean, we went out of state Dang. multiple times a year and and played and um. It was always fun, but this is actually, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I played, so I did baseball, basketball, and track and field. And um, when I was younger and in high school, and I, I played football for like a couple of years Dang. when I was a kid, but doesn't really count. The man but, sports. But like, yeah, that was, that, was all, that was all my stuff and I loved it. But when, it, when I got to high school and I had been playing competitive travel, baseball, and basketball, um, I could really only... I, there were one or two guys that did both, but it, I always knew I had to do one or the other. And the yeah. big reason I chose basketball was because um, the baseball crowd was a pretty rough crowd. Oh, and really? I, I knew that their high jump bar, so to speak, was at a much different place than where mine was at. What, what do you mean by that? Um, oh, like the standards. I oh, like, their standards. Oh, okay. yeah, I was like, high jump bar. Yeah, like, what um, are you talking about? <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> to tie it back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knew they believed in different things, most of the guys on that team. And I knew I didn't want to be getting into the same sort of things they were doing. And that's what, I mean, that's what drove my decision to to stop playing baseball and to focus on basketball. So that kind of ties into what we were Dang. talking about earlier. Hey, I know a famous uh, baseball player. Who? Taylor Cole. 
you know him personally yeah he's on the angels he's like their pitcher really yeah Dang, i haven't heard of him but that's met, met him down in vegas really just yeah. at a on the mish bro oh on the mish heck yeah <laughs> dude that's sweet yeah it was super cool for sure i think i was never like an astronaut person either cowboy cowboy no mm, i played i played baseball one season when i was like five <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think i'm trying to think Oh, my grandpa was a firefighter, like a chief. That's dope. So I kind of wanted to be a firefighter when I was like a little younger. Then in high school, I wanted to be, I like kind of like now I like, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a lot of things, but I didn't want to act upon any of them versus I feel like now as I'm older, a little more mature, I feel like I'm willing to act upon the things that I want to do in life. Make it happen. Yeah. Cause like back then I wanted to be like a, did you ever watch what not to wear? Never heard of it. Oh, it's just like people showing other people how to dress better, huh. or like how to style their hair to make them feel more confident. I could probably use that. <laughs> yeah, but I like saying I like that, but I like like doing like I liked houses, real estate when I was younger, so it was really things I really enjoyed, but I wasn't willing to like try them out. And I was going on the mission, so I kind of just like put them aside. Mm-hmm. But it's not until like now there's like I'm like oh I really like making people laugh. I really like. I really like making people smile. Like I really like to, I really like food and like how it can impact me. So I feel like now I'm willing or like wanting to act upon like a lot of the things I've wanted to do in the past. That's but, cool. Yeah, good for you, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I feel like we all eventually have to grow up some some way. But that's it for the Down to Talk Radio podcast. It was a pleasure being here. Man, it's been great. Thanks, Carson. Peace.